Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have an NWSL midweek preview for you all. But before we get into everything, a quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube for NWSL extended highlights, exclusive interviews, and our live recaps and so much more. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Third, hit subscribe. It helps us out big time here at A3. Lisa, we're back together again. Quick turnaround for us as well as some teams who are going to be meeting this week in midweek action. How, how are you doing today, pal? Uh, I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah, we have we had Saturday, well, Friday, Saturday action, and then Tuesday, Wednesday this week. It's very quick turnaround, but no yeah. games on Sunday. Um, only three between Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm good. I apologize for anyone if you hear any construction. They are putting in a new streetlight right outside my window today. So um, this is just the life. This is we're yeah. living the life, Sandra. How are we're, you? Today? <laughs> we're getting um, we're getting you know live cityscape soundscape. Yeah. All in one. I love well, it's it so actually much. Really good because they're adding a new stoplight. That's there, good. That's important. Safety the corner. Yeah. So like it's adding safety to my yeah. intersection here, which is much needed and, and very important. But um, really, <laughs> and it should Monday, be a break. It's a little bit of a Monday, break from right? soccer. Instead of watching the soccer, you have a front row seat to the <laughs> to the city's to the city construction. I love that for you, buddy. <laughs> Fantastic. And all the streets are blocked off because they're doing it. So then people get angry and they honk their horn. <laughs> it's just like a nice musical I love that situation we've got here. And you're like, you know what would be a good time to record a preview for right right now when you are going to be trapped trapped in your home office because of the construction. It works out. It works out for everybody. Works out for our listeners here. Works out for me. We get to hang out for a little bit about it. And uh, not one, not two, but three uh, midweek NWSL matches that we have to take a little bit of a dive on. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about them because they they're not all falling on a Wednesday, which typically has been the uh, the the common trend here when there has been mid midweek action uh, in this regular season. But we have one game that is taking place on Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's Angel City FC versus Houston Dash, and then we have two matches. On Wednesday, it's Chicago Red Stars versus Washington Spirit at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then San Diego Wave FC versus Portland Thorns FC 
on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern as well. So let's start at the top. Let's start with the fixture that is going to kick off action this week. It's Angel City versus Houston Dash. That is a Tuesday match. We've got two teams going head-to-head, Lisa. They have six matches played between them. So they're each sitting on six matches played as they prepare to you know, face each other on a quick turnaround here. Um, and some... Not a lot of familiarity between these two teams, um, but some things to note for the Houston Dash side of things as they go on the road against Angel City here. We were chatting a little bit about it off mic, but the you know the potential of this Dash team not only going on the road and and playing in a in a place that's become difficult to play in at Bank of California Stadium, but uh, going to be without uh, their captain and, and goal scorer here uh, in Rachel Daly. Yeah, that's a very big loss for Houston as they head into this quick turnaround. Um, both Houston and Angel City played on Friday. So a few days rest before they head into this Tuesday match. But without Rachel Daly for Houston, I think that changes a lot of things. And it, Houston's coming off this incredible 5 nothing win over Orlando. And although Rachel Daly t- only scored one of the goals, she was instrumental in every single one of these goals. Um, Not to mention her goal that she scored was (laughs) world-class phenomenal between two center backs. She heads it um, over Aaron McLeod in goal, but Rachel Daly is the backbone and the spine of this team in their energy in what they do in the locker room and everything like that. So this is a loss. This is a huge loss and a big factor for Houston as they head into this match versus Angel City. Angel City coming off of a 3-0 loss to Portland, um, not able to find the back of the net. And this one, we talked about it in our recap of this game, that Angel City, they can... They can get corner kicks. They can draw corner kicks. 13 in this match against Portland, 15 the match before for Angel City, but they can't capitalize on them. So yeah. that's something I'm really keyed in on, that type of stat in this match against Houston for Angel City uh, because Angel City needs to be able to put those away. It's They're playing in Los Angeles at Bank of California Stadium. Um, I, I like this matchup, frankly, because we haven't seen it before. Houston's on a bit of a hot streak. They've, uh, won three of their last five games. They're undefeated because they, they tied, they haven't lost their number two in the standings. Houston's doing pretty well right now, right? Like, uh, yeah. pleasantly surprised in how well that Houston's doing. A lot of credit goes to Sarah Loudon, um, the, the interim head coach for the dash and angel city. They've hit a bit of a patch. They've, they've lost two straight. They've switched Tyler Lucy from the front line into the back. Simone Charlie is trying to get worked into that front line as well. They dealt with a bit of COVID protocol for a while there. Um, in goal, Didi Haricic is is doing well, but she's getting pummeled with shots game in and game out. This is going to be a big test between these two sides. In my picks and my predi- predictions, I have Angel City getting back on the winning side of things. They've, they've lost two in a row. Um, they've faced some really tough competition. And now going up against a Houston side that's coming off this incredible 5 nothing win, they need to mellow out a little bit. Without Rachel Daly, I think it takes out some of the air of Houston's sales. So I have Angel City winning this match against Houston. Yeah, I don't think that's unfair. I think if we're looking and sort of analyzing things team by team here uh, and maybe looking at something like a quick turnaround, if you're Angel City, you're not going to have that that travel on you. You're not going to have, um, you know, the the limited 
the limitations that maybe the traveling team has on them go heading into uh, things on the road. So I was a little back and forth on, on this one at, at first when I was thinking about who I'm going to go with. The thing is, I've just been so impressed with with the interim head coach Sarah Loudon and, and what she's been doing with the Houston dash side. And I just sort of feel like you got to kind of stay with the hot team until you can't anymore. So I was, I was like, am I going to choose a draw with just three games of us previewing this week? Uh, am I going to do that? And you know what? I am. I'm going to save it for this match. It was yeah. tough for me going back and forth. I'm in hundred percent agreement with you. Uh, I like what we've been seeing out of this Houston dash attack, especially recently over the last couple of weeks. But I think Rachel, Daly is going to be a big loss, but it's not one that they're unfamiliar with. And this is a player who has been involved with the England women's national team for quite some time, has been, you know, had made those made departures to, to participate in these camps with this team. Um, they're, they're not a side that uh, is, is unfamiliar with having a player of her caliber uh, head off. Now, that being said, I'm curious on, on the other side of things for Angel City, how they're going to continue to target uh, that attack. Do you just sort of task uh, a Tyler Lucy with just saying, hey, you're going to mark their their best winger out there. Just go ahead and, and, and task yourself with Maria Sanchez and try to, to isolate a no, player I, I don't like think that. You can, I don't think you can look over Nichelle Prince at this point, though. And then I'm saying, which one are you going to choose? That's my point. It's like, how are you going to, which one are you going to be targeting yeah. here? Like, who are you going to, like, if you're going to give attention to one side, that's going to maybe open some things on the other side. And you're talking about a player that's coming off of a hat trick performance for this Houston dash side. I'm also, I'm also kind of eager to see the adjustments that, 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 that Loden does make. Like, are we going to see, uh, who are we going to maybe see in that, in that front line uh, for this Houston yeah. dash side? Is it, is it going to be, you know, Michaela, Abam? like, is, is that who's going to, to slot in? Uh, in, in terms of, you know, having another offensive or attacking minded uh, player uh, in, in that front line. There's there's some options there that they could take a look at. You know, who are, are they going to move someone higher? Are they going to move someone lower? So I think this is going to be a good opportunity to maybe see, um, you know, someone like Loudon get a, get a chance to to sort of roll out some adjustments, you know. But I also think it because of that, it might take a little time for things to gel. And, and, I, and I'm looking at... Angel City, and they're coming off of, of a tough loss, and they're going to want to get the bounce back, obviously. And they, I think, they also have a very, uh, very good and dynamic attack. So I'm just kind of thinking that maybe some of these things uh, might cancel each other out a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just feeling like there's a possibility or the makings of a draw in this one, and that's why I'm sticking with the draw. I, I like your draw for this one. Um, the the player rotation diving into that for Houston is very interesting because we've seen Shea Groom play higher up the pitch along yeah. with Prince and Sanchez. So could we see that happening? And there's plenty of midfielders for Sarah Loudon to choose from, whether it's Vigiano, Schmidt in the midfield, um, Ogle, Breva Sali, even Elizabeth Eddy could be slot mm -hmm. in there. We usually see her on the flanks though. Um, so that's super interesting. I think we could see Groom a little bit higher. I wouldn't be surprised though, if we get a low Z um, who also scored the fifth yeah. goal in that last match up top. Yeah, there's a, a lot that plays into it. And also minute management. You have to yeah. look at how these players are feeling after a quick turnaround from Friday to a Tuesday game. Uh, but again, Friday's match against Orlando, not probably the most draining on these players as they were up two, yeah. nothing, three, nothing. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's this scoreline keeps going. So you, you gain so much more momentum and you keep possession of the ball. You're not chasing it as much. And you're not like, go, go, go. It changes yeah your energy levels for sure. 
I hear you. I hear you 100%. Well, you know what? Let's 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 see how it shakes out. I'm going draw. You're going uh, Angel City in this one. We'll see what it comes down to. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, in terms of the Wednesday matches, we have a doubleheader to get through here. Uh, something to note for the Chicago Red Sox and Washington Spirit. This is the game that was rescheduled from the Challenge Cup. Washington Spirit winning their Challenge Cup semifinal getting a, a spot in the Challenge Cup final coming up as runners up there. But because of that, there was some overlap within the regular season schedule and the May 7th fixture that was initially scheduled between these two sides got rescheduled to Wednesday, uh, this uh, this Wednesday on June 8th. So Chicago's going to be the hosts in this one. It is literally a quick, it's another quick turnaround for both of these teams, but these are two teams that just faced each other in a midweek fixture last week. So they were also the midweek match in the Wednesday prior to this one. Lisa, so when we're looking at these two teams, we, we've been talking about it a lot on this show. This is the Washington spirit side that has had a very heavy, a uh, match heavy uh, front loading part of their schedule so far. Who are you picking in this one and why? I love this matchup and and you're exactly right. We just saw this game happen one week ago, one week ago from when they're playing each other. It was at Segra field. Um, it ends in a one, one draw, but Chicago goes up first and they go up early in the 10th minute of this game. It was um, it, the beginnings of this game made Washington look a little slow and a little tired. And that was only after <laughs> playing two back-to-back -back games. Now Washington is at the tail end of this back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to -back game schedule that they've faced. And, and they they look tired. They've been hit pretty hard. Um, they haven't – we didn't see Trinity Rodman in the weekend matchup for Washington Spirit. Um, they're coming off of a loss in that match in that matchup uh, because of, uh, of Gotham and Margaret Purse scoring that type of goal. Washington is hurting right now. Is this a game where we see Chris Ward – not throwing the towel by any means, but say, all right, we're going to get player rotation in here. We're just going to see what happens. I think we saw a little bit of that versus Gotham player management and not playing Trinity Rodman. Um, Ashley Hatch getting a lot of minutes, but also Sanchez coming off and, and player rotation with Andy Sullivan as well and Rodriguez. I think we're going to see more of that uh, with Helferty also getting rested minutes because she's a player that's been putting in miles since the Challenge Cup for Washington. Um, I, I just Washington's been hit, and I 
don't think that this is the game that they bounce back, right? They they tied four in a row and then they lost to Gotham. I could see this ending in a draw, but honestly, I see Chicago taking the win in this one. Chicago's, um, they're on a very good high right now. They've got Mallory Pugh back in really good form. They're coming off a nice win over OL Reign that happened last week. Of course, the goal coming from Mallory Pugh just at the start of the second half. So Chicago knows how to come from behind. They also know how to hold a lead. Um, but can they hold this lead against Washington? Because that's what happened last time. They scored yeah. early. It was then 80 minutes of defending, and Washington was able to get one back. It's it's going to be a scrappy game because tired legs, they make sloppy fouls and sloppy mistakes. But ultimately, I think Chicago can take this one between these two sides. So last time they played, it was at Segra Field. And now for this match, as we see it, it's at Toyota Park. So it's back in Chicago. It's at SeatGeek Stadium. Um, which gives Chicago the upper hand for sure. I mean, Segra Field is there's some issues there, right? I mean, <laughs> we talked about, we talk about, about it, it in the recap. It's a, it's a, it's a very turkey field. field. It very changes turkey field. the way the the game is played. The ball is super bouncy. It's it's not the smoothest surface. So advantage to Chicago in that sense, um, playing at home. But I I know you like to hear this, Sandra. I do think it's, Chicago is going to win yeah. over Washington. It's music. It's music to my ears every time. Yeah, you go with the. Uh, you go with Chicago, and uh, it was this one. This one was tough for me. I, I think for similar arguments that I was making with with Angel City and Houston Dash, and I was like, well, I was like, there's only three games that we're going to be previewing here, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't pick any draws, but I do want to pick pick one, and maybe I thought maybe that I should save it for for this match just because of, of the quick turnaround, and I know the kind of tired legs that sort of hit uh, mm-hmm. players in, in a midweek match, but it's a little bit of a different energy, I think. Uh, going on a game with with two days rest versus going into a game on three days rest right the the recovery that extra day of recovery is is helpful um but there's also that familiarity that you touch on that you know that, that we talked about uh before we got into this game that there's two teams here that have literally played each other just the week before and I think with you have a lot of fresh faces for this Chicago Red Star seems a lot of first year players and rookies. And the fact of the matter is they had that film to go back and look at that's mm-hmm. still probably pretty fresh in their mind that for 86 minutes, they played a pretty good game against, uh, you know, a defending champion Washington spirit side, whether, you know, heavy match schedule or not, that's still who they are. They still have the stars on, on their, on their team. Um, and they, uh, unfortunately conceded in the 86 minute off of a set piece. And this is something that has kind of followed them a little bit. Um, and they've expressed some frustration in that. And that's an area that they've wanted to target and try to work on. And we saw in, in that OL rain game, um, there were some decent opportunities there and they did not concede on a dead ball situation. Um, so maybe they can look at that already and, and say improvements, you know, right from mm-hmm. match match to match. Um, but looking at that and knowing that there's that familiar familiarity, that there is that recent mo- uh, footage and that it's probably still fresh in their minds. I, I'm also going with Chicago uh, on this one. I'm a, a little curious as to what player rotation is going to look like for both sides, quite frankly, um, because this is a Washington spirit side that we have seen have ton of players involved in U.S. national team camps. There are friendlies that are going to be taking place uh, towards the later stage of, uh, of this uh, month. 
and uh, I'm looking at this Chicago side and sort of seeing like who who is going to get what type of minute, you know, management and, and how's that going to look like? We saw, uh, you know, Vanessa DiBernardo and Danny Colaprico play extended minutes against uh, O.L. Reign. And they are two players that have become essential players to Chicago's uh, midfield here. Um, Bianca St. George's is someone who has been unavailable. We did chat with head coach Chris Petroselli at the end of that victory against all rain. And he alluded to, to the fact that perhaps this Wednesday game might be a game too early for somebody mm-hmm. like St. George's to return. So to maybe expect her for the later match ahead of that, but probably not going to be available uh, in this midweek feature. Obviously, somebody like Aaron Wright is also up in the air. So we're we're recording this well ahead of getting some availability reports. So I'm I'm curious. I'm still like, how's it going to look like? What who who's going to be available, and how are they going to be available for each side of the pitch? So it was tough for me to say not go with a draw on this one, but I'm going to go with you, Lisa. I'm going to keep keep the good vibes going, and I'm going Chicago as well. I think there's more here that could benefit them uh, going forward into this match. So I think we're going to go two for two here with the Red Stars being able to take out a win. I I kind of like that. I'm I, the draw was here for me in, in this match. I could have seen a draw between Chicago and Washington. Just how things have played out. Washington is a, a gritty team that can dig deep, and they have a lot of good players, a deep bench that can pull through. And and knowing that they just tied sh- to Chicago a week ago, it's almost that mindset of like, okay, we've got to do better. We've got to get better than that. Um, but also, obviously, Chicago's thinking the same thing. So I could have seen a draw in this one, but I like that we're both sticking with Chicago. Um, you used your draw in the first match. I'm yeah. still holding on to mine. <laughs> you are still holding on to these, though. Let's, you got one more chance to use it, if you even want to use it. We've got a Wednesday night feature a late night feature this one's at 10 p.m eastern on wednesday san diego wave fc they're going to be hosting portland thorns fc uh first time for these two in the regular season although we're talking about familiarity these are two teams that uh have uh some uh, history already in the challenge cup as they were both in the west region of group play uh san diego entering this match with seven matches played so far portland thorns on the road in this one with six matches played so far so lisa i gotta ask do you have a winner in this one and why I do. I have Portland Thorns winning this one. Um, nice. I just wanted to tease a little draw nice. there for everyone. <laughs> These, nice. as you mentioned, they played each other in the Challenge Cup. Um, two matches in the Challenge Cup. Portland won both of those. The first one it was just one nothing. The second one is three two. However, Sophia Smith scored in the first five minutes for Portland in both of those matches. Fifth minute in the one nothing win for Portland, and in the fourth minute in their three two win, Hina Sugita getting the other two goals for Portland in that match. So there's something about Sophia Smith and quick starts um, against this San Diego side that San Diego hasn't been able to to really get a hold of yet. Now, San Diego has been impressive throughout this regular season. I mean, they're still top of the standings, which is pretty impressive. Four wins, only two losses and one draws in in all of this. But um, their goals for 
10. They're top three in the league right now. So San Diego can score goals, which is a team that we were so focused on the defensive side of San Diego and what they could do with Abby Dahlkamper, Naomi Gurma, Kaylin Sheridan in the back line, Casey Stoney as their head coach, which has such an emphasis on defense and five goals against. Yes, their defense has been good, but I think it's their attacking prowess that I've been most impressed with. So honestly, I see San Diego getting on the board. I don't think um, Portland will be able to shut out San Diego just with the attacking power that they have with Alex Morgan in the front line and and what she's been able to do against so many clubs. Um, San Diego is coming off of a draw, which both goals came from Alex Morgan. However, they have so many... I'm going to say like underlying threats because I think Taylor Korniak in the midfield is so sneaky good that she can whip balls in. Kelsey Turnbow's also been getting better and better at feeding balls through to the front line um, against a side like Portland, who is very organized structurally. They also play three in the back yeah. and, and Quika and Klingenberg, they get so high up the pitch and that's, for Portland, that's their idea of what to do is get those wide wingbacks higher up the pitch, which creates so much attack. But on a quick transition, which is what San Diego has been really, really good at this year, I see San Diego getting on the board. But the the chemistry that has been growing between Sophia Smith, Christine Sinclair on Portland, it is really good. It's really fun to watch. I'm really impressed with Sam Coffey and what she's been able to do in the midfield. And, and Portland's just, they're coming along, right? They've continued to impress and get better and better coming off of a 3-0 win. Uh, I see more goals for Portland, but I see high-scoring affair. So like a 3-2, a 2-1 okay. in this match, but Portland... Put the on it. I like that. Out on top. Yeah, because I think San Diego is going to get one. Okay. I do. I think that Portland will concede one against the Wave. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think they'll three, They've typically found a way. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm with you on that. I... Um, I think again, similar to, to Angel City, these the California teams have um, been able to make their home facilities a, a difficult place to play. But even with the quick turnaround, it's a West Coast trip for Portland. This is not something where I'm like, maybe this is going to be so dreadful for this team on the legs. I also like the depth of this Portland Thorn side. So maybe I'm tipping my hat a little bit on uh, my pick for this one. Cause I'm, I'm also leaning towards the, the thorns in this one. I'm um, I am coming off of a match with that. I'd still fresh in my mind where I got to see Portland play live for the first time this year when they came to Chicago and played against the Red Star. So as I was on duty for, for that game, getting to see, individual performances up close is just a little bit different at times. And I'm with you hundred percent. Sam coffee, I think is, um, is having a very under the radar, uh, type of breakout season. Uh, I think more folks had to be talking about her, her performances a little bit. And I just, am looking at the sort of the midfield matchup here. And when you have, they're going to have the rotation in this match, is it going to be, um, seeing Quika on one side, but who are we going to see on the other? Is it, is it going to be, you know, rolling the dice with Janine Becky, who just, you know, got this star, you know, against Angel City? Is it going to be Klingenberg who gets to start? And I'm part of me is like, doesn't matter. They're both so good and like doing really well right now for the teams. I'm also a little curious as to, um, 
I'm a little curious as to if somebody like Emily Mangas is going to be available. Again, we're doing this ahead of availability reports. I think if she's available and able to slot into the back, that just sort of secures some more things there in the back for this Portland Thorn side. Um, and then the other side defensively for, for San Diego, I'm, I'm very impressed with their defensive performances. I think they've got one of the best keepers in the league and Kaylin Sheridan. I think they also have another uh, rising star in this one in, in, in Girma. Uh, yeah. The, the communication between these two in terms of leading this defensive shape for San Diego, I think has been incredibly impressive to start their season Maybe, maybe I should have saved the draw for this one. We'll see. I don't know, but I feel like there's more there for Portland to try to capitalize, especially considering the two histories, short histories between these teams, just having a couple matches against each other already might maybe might maybe lead to some moments where, you know, this is a type of game that might not get going until like the second half where you're just, maybe they sort of feel each other out uh, in that first 45 to sort of see how familiar things are against each opposition. And then maybe things crack open in the second half. I, I, I maybe, oh, maybe I we do that. Get you know, maybe I don't know if that's enough for me to put a score line on it. So I love you for that, for being able to put the, have the confidence to put that on there. But I will go with a pick and I do feel like Portland can get the three points in this one. So uh, we're going Chicago together and we're going Portland together. Uh, and our, our mixed bag is that first game between Angel City and Houston Dash. Folks, you can catch all these games. You can catch Angel City, uh, Houston Dash on Tuesday, 10 p.m., Eastern, you can find that match. Let's see here. I think that one is actually on Paramount Plus. You're going to have uh, Chicago Red Stars and Washington Spirit on Wednesday, June 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch that on Twitch. And San Diego Wave FC and Portland Thorns FC is also Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. You're going to find that one on CBS Sports Network. So make sure you tune in and follow the midweek action. That's it for me, Lisa, unless you want to have any party shots before we go. No, I'm good. I, I hope the construction's done outside my window soon. And I hope everyone has a great week. Tuesday, Wednesday matches. We'll we'll be capt- we'll be back to recap them all. I mean, three midweek. What we're, a treat. We'll we'll be able to to see if we were correct or incorrect. And of course, as always, we love to chat about that. Uh thanks everybody for for listening to us as always and following Attacking Third. You can follow us now on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and we'll answer it during a mailbag segment. And we'll be back to recap every single one of these games. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.